outside Outside the nine to five Make the cloud rise How the money just multiply On the outside Outside the nine to five Long as I strive Success finna multiply On the outside All right, we're recording. It's been, we've already been chopping it up for at least an hour at this point, probably more. Hour and a Way half. more. Yeah, hour and a half. Yeah. My, Time my, flies my, when you're having fun talking business. Business. Yeah, my mouth is dry like the Sahara, but I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's ridiculous. All right. Oh, man. Where do you want to start over there? <laughs> do you say when? Or... I said, where do you want to start over there? You know what I was actually just thinking about is um, that text you sent me about uh, the, where it was a meme of, of the, the conversation where the guy was trying to ask if you want to do something. And he responded like, no, my goal, <laughs> my goldfish has swimming practice or some shit. <laughs> Why were um, you thinking response. about that? Why are you thinking about that now? Dude, I, I don't know, because I, I wasn't in the mood to do anything this weekend. So I, I feel like that could have been a very appropriate response to so uh, yeah i'll read the te- i'll read these like obviously i doubt this actually happened but it's funny it says quite the person texts like their friend you're coming tonight right the person responds ah that's tonight question mark i'm not going to be able to make it person responds what the fuck why not do you want me to be honest or lie to you <laughs> the, person goes, the person goes lie to me <laughs> other friend responds my goldfish has swim practice yeah dude. asshole asshole <laughs> tell me the truth oh that's simple period i don't want to go <laughs> yeah. so funny that's great love that that's what i'm gonna start sending now when people ask me to do stuff uh, dude i feel like that's so funny I mean, like the humor of that response is like what makes it land for you because it's not yeah. like I don't it takes know. the wind out of all of the app like the apprehension there love, yeah. love it love it uh, uh but yeah so for today man i was just reflecting on uh, a conversation i had last week with my bro and it was an intense conversation in a good way and i, I guess the way i positioned to you a couple minutes ago was the idea that Sometimes in relationships where there is substantial amount of trust, and I think trust can be built through through this kind of engagement, it is that when it's hard and it's it, it's not conflict per se, but it's both people trying to get their like passionate opinions out and heard, it can actually facilitate like growth of a relationship. And that's what I felt with my brother and myself over this past weekend, because when we originally had the interaction, it, it was like hard. And, and when I say hard, it was engaging. It was like draining a little bit. And it just made me think. And then the next morning I woke up and I was like, ah, like, I'm not sure if I feel great about it. Texted my mom, journaled about it. And I was like, I don't know, maybe this is growth in a relationship because then I texted my brother how I was kind of feeling post the interaction. He came back with a really nice message and Ultimately, I think after like this heart to heart and this hard conversation, it actually pulled us closer. And um, I don't know, it was kind of making me think how important that could be in certain relationships, because I do see a lot of times in relationships, maybe people are passive aggressive. And I think that comes from a place of not getting heard enough. And then 
your your boss and Jeremy has an amazing, you know, he he likes I heard the book Five Dysfunctions of a Team a lot. He, he recommended it to me some time ago and I just read it and it was like the worst teams have a fear of conflict, right? The worst teams are afraid to actually share how they're feeling because then um because you just don't get to the right answer. You, you don't you end up getting suboptimal results because you're not working to the best answer. You're working to whatever the answer is that you're trying to stall for who, who for your boss, your manager, who that appeases. That yes. appeases. Mm-hmm. Exactly um, right. Yeah. So yeah, man, that's like that's really my my thought. And and I, I guess I don't know. I haven't heard it really touched on a lot other than my personal experience that I just had and then this book. Yeah, and I think a big aspect of that is it takes two to two to tango there, and That's it's either gonna, it's either, yeah, right. <laughs> it's either gonna push you two further apart, or it's gonna pu- pull you closer together. And I think it pulls you closer together when there's enough trust in in the relationship that you can be vulnerable and maybe communicate something that you know is going to be uncomfortable it's going to be an uncomfortable conversation. And the the easy way out of that is to just not have it, right? It's to avoid the conflict. But both parties are not going to are not going to truly understand how the other one feels. And, and to your to your earlier point, that's when you get the passive aggressiveness that results um if if people are not maybe communicating how they feel in those situations, but when there's enough trust that you can be vulnerable and share those emotions, and you know that other person isn't going to hold that over your head or it's and it's not going to ruin the relationship and you know you're going to be able to come to a, a reasonable agreement at the end of the day that can that can pull you closer and i think after the conversation is even more important than the actual conversation because that's when you you can actually get to the resolution of like hey you know, maybe I didn't communicate what I was saying fully correctly. Here's what I said. I totally heard you and what you said. Um, but you know, here's here's where I see things going. You know, whatever it might be, um, whatever the topic is. So, I I have a lot of a lot of thoughts floating around about this. It seems to me, it's harder to do that in a corporate environment. Yeah, definitely especially in a larger organization because you can hide. Yeah, you can hide and and you don't know. It depends on the culture, right? Sure. At the end of the day, uh, is there a culture of vulnerability and listening, right? I think those are two in trust, right? Trust is the big aspect of that. You got to be able to trust people. And if the people at the top aren't living those few things out, then it's going to be really hard from the cultural standpoint to have those conversations. I think when it comes to that conflicting, like engage the conflicting engagement, this could be just where I sit in the corporate environment. I do think you're right. It has to come from the top. It's tough for Mm -hmm. like someone below to engage in that conflict because they feel like they might upset the apple cart. Again, another poetic statement. But it, like, I think it does need to come from the top where people are either a vulnerable. I think that's a great point too, just about vulnerability, but B 
make it a point that, hey, I want that tough feedback or I want that hard information that might contrast what I think the right answer is. And then let me go implement it. Because I think a lot of times in a large organization, people ask, people ask for that feedback. And guess what happens? Nothing gets taken away from that. And you lose the trust of people that have actually given you that like that that uh, that good information or that contrasting answer. But if nothing gets done with it, people are going to lose trust that you it actually matters to you. Yeah, I mean, 100 percent there, 100 percent. And if the trust isn't there, that's not going to happen. Right. And someone's always going to have to be first. Someone's going to have to take the leap of faith first and in a corporate environment it's hard to be the lowest on the totem pole and take that leap because you can't, you almost can't take the leap if you're, if you're lower on the totem pole, because like you said, like you might provide the feedback or provide some, some certain thing to, to that manager or to that person that's uh, in this situation higher up. And they might just say, Oh, well, I'm the boss. So, yeah, know, this is this is interesting. I and I'm again, we'll we'll go to a passage here. Let's see if I can let's let's see if I can uh, actually read this correctly. John three sixteen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the role of the leader. One of the most difficult challenges that a leader faces in promoting healthy conflict is the desire to protect members from hard harm. Oh, already missed up the first sentence. Good stuff. <laughs> popcorn. Good. Man. Yeah, popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we used to popcorn read Macbeth, like you know, and whatever. Some yeah, hard. Ha- <laughs> it's so hard to read. You would read three sentences, and then obviously you were going to your boy. You were yeah. obviously getting your boy involved with that. Um, this leads to premature interruption of disagreements and prevents team members from d- developing coping skills for dealing with conflict themselves. This is not unlike parents who overprotect their children from quarrels or altercations with siblings. I just think that's important. Like you almost need to let that, you almost need to like not protect your team member. Like you got to let them get into the arena and get um, a little scuffed up and scarred maybe. Yeah. And, and conflicts is skill, right? Not all conflict is good conflict. It's got to be healthy conflict. So in in the situation with your with your brother just circling back it seemed like it was a healthy healthy conversation where it wasn't it didn't get personal and bingo done shots weren't thrown so it wasn't about my character it was like and my position in this passionate topic wasn't about his character either right right you could each you could each take a step back and kind of almost see where the other person is coming from, but also communicate what what your thoughts were uh, if they didn't align. So healthy conflict, it's there's there's something to be said about that, and you got to practice it. I, I think it's so to to me. I think it's the harder thing to do though, right? Because in that moment, it's super uncomfortable, and it's almost this thing about like uh, maybe not delayed gratification. But it maybe falls into that because in that moment, the last thing you want to do is probably have a hard conversation, whether it be at work or, you know, your significant other, let's say. Mm-hmm. Right. But over time, if you don't take that hard step to have that healthy conflict, guess what? It'll blow up. And that's what I, I think I've learned from watching some relationships that are just in my life is that 
if you don't have those micro conflicts, it leads to really large interactions that are just like blow up the entity of the relationship. Yeah, and really, really unhealthy. Really unhealthy. Really unhealthy. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's it's so hard. That's one of the hardest things in a relationship. And communi- communication is the root of all problems in, in most relationships. Lack of, lack thereof or miscommunication. Um, and I feel like Alex and I are very much so on the same page. But even us, you know, we've recently had a situation where we were like, we just weren't communicating enough with each other. And so we had to, you know, sit down and have a, a, a tough conversation about our communication and how, it, how it was, how it was going. And I know we both felt way better after right. that conversation because we were living in this, in this world where neither of us really were understanding what was going on with the, the other one. And, and we were trying to, throw stuff at the wall but it just wasn't working and we know each other very well but even at the end of the day like i can't read alex's mind and she can't read mine yeah yeah so the past three weeks we have a lot going on you know we're moving there's just a lot of change and stuff and we're both trying to handle all of it internally ourselves rather than communicating with each other so um but I think there's a stereotype that the best relationships don't fight. And in that moment and like with my brother and I bet even like you guys, you feel better after, as you just stated, but I'm almost starting to take like a more positive outlook on the, again, what is stereotyped as like fighting, like an intense interaction that isn't, I love you so much. It's like, no, like I want you to hear me. Yeah. So much night and day, like the whole it was like last weekend when we had it and we she just needs a mic dude she just needs she a, needs a mic. mic she needs a mic go ahead and i wouldn't even call it like we weren't like fighting we were just like having a discussion about what we weren't talking about which was causing kevin and i to just like almost like snap at each other kind of in a way just like not even super aggressively just like little things and it just like felt weird and we both don't like that so we finally just were like we need to have this conversation because if we continue down this path like this is how people just end up like not on the same page at all and then so, after we had the conversation like we were both getting emotional during the conversation but it wasn't like he's making me upset or she's making me upset it was like good that it came out because i feel like we got like full circle yeah and neither of us like neither of us were yelling it wasn't like a hostile environment we weren't like trying to attack attack each other personally we were just having a tough conversation and i think is that what is that how you term it like i need something to stick with me yeah because when i think of when i think of so conflict can can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people i mean when i think of conflict within a relationship and how i grew up conflict was like it was it was negative closer to fighting than than right. anything uh but in terms of the way i view conflict like a healthy conflict is like you know emotions can run high but you raising your voice is out of the question attacking people personally is out of the question at the end of the day you're just trying to get to the you're trying to all get on the same page and get to the right uh answer or get on the um understand what the other person's thinking so yeah but like what's a way what what is like a better 
like I'm trying to capture like what that word or what that would be like what instead of fight right because it's right. not fight but it's also not a conversation I mean sure it can be a conversation but it feels different than a normal conversation to me like a debate almost but it's not even a debate because there's not necessarily a right or a wrong it's 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 just when there's a misalignment and there's disagreement right so i don't know what word like what word can capture all of that but like that's one example and then another another example would be like if i'm sitting down and and jeremy and i are talking and i disagree with with jeremy uh like i i avoid conflict and i think both alex and i do so we realized that 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 probably led to why we had to have that conversation uh but there are times where I know I'm going di- to, I disagree with Jeremy and I, I can feel myself getting uncomfortable and I have to just sit there and be like, I have to vocalize to Jeremy that I don't agree with what he's saying. And I have to, and I do it in a way where it's, it's not, it's not aggressive and we're not taking, we're not taking it personally, but it's, it's like, Hey, I think I hear where you're coming from, but here's what I think. And I, you know, I don't necessarily fully agree with, with that approach. And it's so, un- dude, it's so uncomfortable. I hate, I hate doing it, but it's, it's very so necessary hard. because if you don't voice that, then you're just going to go back and create a whole story in your own head about the conversation that you just had or the interaction. But then you also don't have commitment to the idea in the corporate yes. sense that he gave you. And then also in the personal side of things, like, well, I guess it's more corporate, but you don't believe in the idea or where you guys are going as a team. And as you don't get the buy-in, you don't get the, if everyone's not heard, then you'd never get the buy-in. Correct. Right. But I was thinking in the personal side, like if my brother didn't bring up this hard conversation, yeah, I guess he probably just wouldn't have heard me or be so aligned with the way I was feeling, I guess, necessarily. I was just trying to, if we're piggybacking or bouncing back and forth, ping-ponging between personal and corporate, I was trying to position it that way, but a little bit different. Yeah, it's it is definitely a little bit different. So, yeah, I think I think conflict's very interesting, man. Like that that fear of conflict, and they put here, and I'm, again, I've just held, I've been holding a book up in front of my face for ninety percent of this conversation. Um, <laughs> but it is true, dude. There's artificial harmony. Like it's fake. It's you don't really feel it internally. Um, and I could, yeah, I, I think that's a huge, huge area of it could be very harmful for relationships personally but obviously um in the corporate environment as well yeah i mean you look at the best organizations and they have uh less of a they have a formal hierarchy but from a actual interaction standpoint it's it's more of a flat culture uh right but one of the biggest hedge funds in the world what uh bridgewater capital ray dalia Dalia. yeah really known for his uh his book principles uh and they're able to the youngest people there can challenge the most senior people there in terms of their trade ideas and and thoughts and um you know they you know that's how they get to the best answer so yeah i think it's got to be i mean culture is everything on that i mean that's huge and what i think it's called radical transparency or something like that Mm -hmm. um but I think I was just, again, as I've gotten older, I'm like reflecting on uh, an experience. 
I think there's something you said about being able to have those conversations comes from a place of like confidence in yourself almost, right? Because then you feel like the other person isn't attacking you or you don't take it as personally. And, and again, maybe they are attacking you in some cases, but that that's probably a bad person. And, you know, that's probably not a good relationship in general, but I feel like as I've gotten older, the people that I've had these hard conversations with are people that have been close to me for a lot of time. But like, for me, I think I've gotten better able to hang in the arena of difficult conversations because I'm a little bit more confident in myself and my skills and like what I know. And I think that easily goes in the work sense, right? When I was younger at work and someone gave me feedback, it was like, dude, I, you know, it, it didn't feel great. Like it never feels great, but I'm a little bit more accepting of it now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it, it depends on the people, right? The more, the more of those conversations you have with one person, the easier it is to have, have, have more of those. Cause you know, at the end of the day that it's not the end of the world. Like you having this conversation isn't going to be the end of the relationship. Like we could have, you and I could have a disagreement, sure. walk away from it and know that like, that we're going to, we're going to talk again. Yep. We know there's going to be some kind of solution here to, to whatever it is. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great, it's a great topic. And it's something that everybody could work on. Most organizations lack in the healthy conflict area because there's so many things that kind of almost need to be in place to get there. Yeah. I, I would say probably relationships could all <laughs> use it too, man. Like, I mean, again, I guess I don't know the wall in the inner workings of every relationship, but I know at least speaking from personal experience for me, like I'm sure I'll, I could have been more direct with some of the people I'm closest with, you know, with some of the things that they've done in, I don't know. Um, I just think it's, yeah, it's, it's very tough. It's tough to not fear conflict. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, healthy, a healthy conflict in relationships, I think could definitely be something that everybody works on. And it's not, I don't think it's, it's, it's less so fighting, right? It's more so trying to communicate how you feel to the other person and let them communicate how they feel. We're going to need to come up with a better word because fighting, fight, fighting doesn't definitely doesn't. Yeah. um, Conflict. There's so much apprehension around. conflict. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our homework. Leaving this podcast, come up with a better word for this, but I think it's a good topic. Good place to, to, to wrap her up episode. Put put that bookmark in that book. You've been holding on to the whole. Well, I'm going to put it back up there. I'm going to put it back up there. Love it. All right. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday, man. Love you, dude. Likewise. Peace. Love you too. Later.